Hi all the cricket lovers out there, welcome to the Jones the Bat podcast, coming to you from Newport, South Wales! Welcome to the Jones the Bat podcast, episode 001. It's great to finally get this off the ground as I've been thinking about doing a podcast focusing on cricket in Wales uh, for quite a while now and now just seems the right time. Uh, the show will focus on news from around the leagues. Sadly, not much to report on at the minute due to the coronavirus. Um, that will then be followed by interviews from player or players who have had an impact on cricket in Wales, whether it be nationally or at club level. I will be finding out who they consider uh, the best batsmen, bowlers and keepers, finding out a few funny stories and uh, who they consider are the good prospects for the future. Uh, we'll also have a little chat with them about how they think that cricket could be improved uh, in Wales. So, my first guest on my first ever show is Brad Wadlin. Um, if you're like me, you would know Brad's name from around the leagues in um, in South Wales. Uh, I didn't really know him up until recently when we were both on our advanced cricket coaching course, which is the uh, the old level three. Um, he's a proper cricket badger. He knows everything. He knows everyone's stats. He loves the game. He loves everything about technique. He's, he's a great coach. Uh, and he's got some interesting uh, foresights in how cricket in Wales should uh, be played and the direction which it should go. Um, I really enjoy talking to him. I hope you enjoy. Okay. Hi, Brad. How are you? I'm very good, Rich. Yourself? Good, mate. Yeah, looking forward to this chat we're going to have. Um, about, uh, you know, the best players you've played with, etc. And uh, some of your thoughts on cricket. But before we delve into that, mate, a um, bit of introduction about yourself. Yeah, no right. Um I'm currently the uh, Swansea uh, coach and captain. Um, I did work with uh, Swansea University the previous two years, um, but gave up that position in September to um, concentrate on uh working with Cricket Wales and uh, becoming a performance coach during the RPC uh, winter sessions. Right. So um, who have you played for uh, in the past, Brad? Uh, okay. So um, I, I was involved at Glamorgan when I was younger, um, moved up through uh, into, well, went into minor counties then. So I played minor counties cricket for the last 12 years, started with Wales, uh, went to Hereford for three years and then um, took up a full-time position in Cornwall. So I was down there for four seasons um, and now back in South Wales in the last the last two years. So uh, I played first class cricket and list A cricket abroad. Um, like I said, played minor counties cricket, um, and now just really want to get my uh, head head around coaching and get involved into the coaching setup. Now, was it when you were down in uh, Cornwall that you met um, Connor Connor Miles? Was he it down was, there when he, you were down? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I I think I actually played one game for Wales with Connor. Um, if if I if I remember correctly, and then I, I didn't didn't really know Connor that well, and Connor was playing for Truro. He moved down there through a um, a coaching through his PGC, was it? Yeah, he was teaching yeah, there. That's right. Yeah, it was a teaching qualification he mm. was doing at Camborne, I think. And um, yeah, yeah, we just got 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 to know each other. Uh, played yeah. for Cornwall because he played for Cornwall, and then we both moved back at the same time. So because because uh, yeah. I I taught Connor. You see, and his brother Callum, uh, oh, okay, yeah. great, great lads. And I, I remember Connor uh, taking him up to uh, King Henry School once, and uh, yeah. year seven match. And this guy bowled in the first ball, and he whacked it straight back over his head. And I thought, oh, here we go. Here's a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's good quality. lad, Connor. Good lad, Connor. Uh, right. Um, 
I'm going to ask this question to everyone that comes on the show. Uh, just regarding, you know, who's had the most uh, impact in your life uh, to date? Um, in in terms of cricket, and, and based in South Wales, and, and Andrew Davis, um, known as Diver to a lot of guys, and ex ex Glamorgan uh, fast bowler. Um, for me, you know, when I when I moved back to Bridgend at, at, at sort of 21, he he was a massive influence on my cricket career. He you know the way he did things, very professional. You know, turn up on time, turn up in the right kit, um, do warm ups properly, like everything, like game plans, planning ahead. Yeah. Like, he had a really big influence on me and, and helped me, I guess, help shape me into the cricketer I am now and, and yeah. the coach, I guess, as, as I am now as well. Uh, yeah, interesting story about Andrew because I played age group cricket with Andrew uh, right the way from under 10s to uh, about, you know, under 16s. And, um, you know, he was always in the team for his for his batting, never his bowling. Yet he went on to get his uh, professional contract as many a bowler, didn't he? So... Yeah, interesting uh, little fact about Diver there. Following on Instagram, he's always worth a follow. Very opinionated man. Loves the M4 as well. Particularly that, <laughs> particularly, does, that particularly that little stretch of uh, bit by uh, as you go through the the beautiful uh, city which is Newport. Uh, uh, right, so we'll just have a little chat about the uh, players you've played with and against. So if you had to think about best batsman, you know who would you put in that category? Yeah, again, and, and obviously this conversation is based for, for South Wales and, and cricketers in South Wales. So I, I would I would have to say someone I've looked at and thought, wow, um, standing in, you know, it's probably Sean Griffiths from, from Neath, formerly of Port Talbot. Right. Um, exceptional, exceptional player, all forms. Three-day cricket, I've seen him score hundreds. I've seen him score 60, 70, 80s off not many balls in T20 cricket and one-day cricket. So Sean, Sean would be the, the one that stood out for me. On, on the flip side, Richard Grant as well. Like I've seen him play some incredible innings, and you know he, uh, there, there was a story last year. He, he he was injured against Ammonford and still went out and opened the band and still scored 150, 160 runs. So like Granty would be another one that would be in in that bracket, I guess. Yeah, right. Okay, a bowler. Uh, bowler. Okay, good question. Um, I'd say uh, Richard Edwards from Port Talbot. Um, right. Quality, okay. quality, you know, workhorse basically. Like we'll run through brick walls for you. Um, puts the team first. Uh, you know, fastball ne never, never wants to come off. Wants to stay on all the time. Gives 100% for the team. So he, yeah, he, he would be the uh, the other one. All right. Because uh, obviously, you know, we're playing. You're talking about Premier League cricketers here. Um, yeah. You know, and a lot of people who. Um, who are going to listen to this podcast, you know, going to be playing down in Division 8, might have even been retired. So it's, you know, really interesting yeah. to hear these names. You know, people who uh, I haven't played against, uh, but certainly you've heard their name on the circuit. So, um, right. Uh, what about the uh, the keepers? Best keepers you've seen? Yeah. Um, to, uh, Tom Baker, uh, is, uh, he's the current captain uh, and keeper at Bridgend. He, he signed at Bridgend in 2011. Um, he, he originally from Blackwood. So you might you might know Tom. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he was a Blackwood originally, and um, come up through the ranks. Um, went to Usk for one season. Usk got relegated from the Premier League, and then joined Bridgend, and he's been there ever since. So, yeah. Bakes Bakes down at Newbridge Fields. You know, everyone knows you could go down to Newbridge Fields, and you're probably going to face 40 overs a spin. So the keeper's going to be up, and you know, seeing how he kept well, the year Bridgend won the Premier League, and um, you know, there's Nick Davis, Sam Pierce, Tom Dalton, myself. Uh, spinners wise we, we had four spinners that all would bowl 10 overs so I, I'd actually like to see his stats keep him because I think he, he would be towards the top end with the stumping so his keeping yeah. up to the stump was exceptional 
Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, Tom Tom was a Blackwood boy, and um, I, I always remember organising a school match against uh, Blackwood, and I was wondering, well, they phoned me up, can we get a game going? And I'm like, yeah, okay, why Why the Blackwood want to play us, for example? And, uh, yeah, they smashed us because uh, Tom was playing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't think they've had a cricket team since, but they, I may be wrong on that. I may be wrong. Uh, so, when we talk, you know, we talk about batsmen, bowlers, um uh, and keep us there. Uh, best player in 2019 that you think, you know, it, it was possibly going to be showing in 2020. Should we get this season underway? Um, I, I would say the best player, um, and technically I, I, I would say Alex Horton from Newbridge. Now there's a lot of hype with Horts. Like he's, um, he's on the Glamorgan Academy. He's only 15. Uh, he's at St. Edward's school in Oxford. Um, played against him twice last year. Both he plays for Newbridge. So both home and away. Um, he, he didn't get many. I think he got 30 and 25, I think. But he, he looked, you know, quality. He played our fast bowlers really well. He swept our sweep uh, spinners. Um, played all around the ground, really. He had all the shots. And his keeping is exceptional. So I think he's a name um, that Glamorgan fans and uh, cricket fans in, in general, looking around the circuit. Alex Horton, I think, will be a Glamorgan player in the next 18 months. I, I would say he'd be a signed contracted player and potentially good enough to go on and represent England in some sort of format. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about him. A lot of good things. You know, starting back maybe three years ago when he was still in the, uh, the 13s, etc. But uh, yeah, well, watch this space on that boy, I think. Uh, okay, if uh, I'm going to ask every person who comes on the show you know, about their funniest moments in a, in a game of cricket. So I'm just, um, you know, what, what things have tickled you while you've been uh, in the middle? Um, well, the... the... A story involving myself um, opening the batting for uh, Penzance in the Cornwall Premier League. We, um, my maths has never been that great. Um, so we're in the first 10 overs, two men out. Um, so I'm batting. I look around. I can see three men out. Um, so I started playing some shots, uh, thinking uh, I'll, I'll get a no ball and a free hit soon. First ball, run down the wicket, got hit a four. Second ball, run down, skied, skied the ball, caught me off. As I'm running, I'm telling the umpire, there's three men outside the ring, there's three men outside the ring, look, there's three men outside. They take the catch, the ball comes in, they all start celebrating. The umpire says to me, we're in the ten, uh, 11th over, so 10.4 overs have gone, not not 9.4 overs, which is what I thought. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, I, I had to trudge off in front of everyone looking rather stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, and I bet you stood there for a while as well. So, you know, I, I, I was there for the point. minutes. <laughs> and, and were you home or away that day? Yeah, we, we were home against. It was actually first versus second as well, so quite a big game. Connor played. Connor played that game. Um, uh, so, so your scorers were keeping your board up to date. Uh, so I bet they yeah. had a rollicking when you got in. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't too impressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, just moving on to some um, some questions, you know, perhaps a philosophical question about you know where you see cricket in Wales at the moment. I know times are pretty hard at the moment uh, with the coronavirus. I think cricket Wales are doing an excellent job. We've got a new uh, CEO in in uh, Leisha Hawkins, who seems to be uh, uh, putting out lots of positive messages regarding cricket Wales. Uh, just wondering where you know where you think they are at the minute, and uh, you know what are how can Welsh cricket improve? I think in the future. Yeah, look, you're absolutely spot on there. I think Cricket Wales and Leisha and Matt Thompson and those guys are doing a brilliant job in, in and around, especially in the last you know four, three, four weeks with what, what's going on. I think that the messages coming out on social media through Cricket Wales, Kerry Chahal, Matt Thompson, Leisha, that all of these messages are coming out and you know they're being very supportive and making sure clubs are aware of what's going on. So in terms of Cricket Wales, I think they've done an excellent job um, so far. 
um, for me to, to build, to make cricket, Wales, uh, cricket in Wales stronger, um, things I would do, there's two key points, really. The, the first one in the Premier League, if, you know, promotion, relegation, that's fine. One up, one down. I would actually chuck in, if you finish second from bottom in the league, you have a playoff match against a team that finished second in Division One, and the reason for that, yeah, is, good idea, yeah. And the reason for that is it stops. You know, if a team starts running ahead early season and after seven, eight, nine games they've won nine out of nine, and the team behind them have lost four, it realistically the the season's done. Um, same with the, if you're down at the bottom, if you've lost six of your first seven games and the other teams have only lost two or three, you, you know, realistically you're up against it. Mm. But it also it, it makes it makes the leagues, both Premier League and Division One, more competitive. And yeah, I, I think absolutely. I think a playoff game would actually attract a lot of people to a ground to watch because you'd have Division One players wanting to get promoted, have that buzz. Come on, we're one win away from getting promoted to the Premier League. And you'd also have the buzz from the team that are second from bottom in that Premier League to almost say, right, look, we've got one more chance here to stay up. This is a huge game for us. Let's. Let's let's try and you know put in the performance and, and try and stay up. Yeah, absolutely, think, absolutely. Yeah, I saw you know, and it it also teams who are like three, four places away from the bottom, all of a sudden their games mean a lot because hang on, this team who's in, you know, you usually get one team who's who struggles throughout the season, uh, yeah. but then it's always close that 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 penultimate team, and I think. Absolutely. Just creating a little bit more competition, a little bit more edge towards the end of the season uh, could definitely improve the game. You said two things. What would the other thing be? Yeah, and the, and the second one would be, uh, I'll try and go over this because we could we could talk all day about this point, but uh, the, the Welsh Cup, I, 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 when I first started playing, the Welsh Cup was quite a big competition. A lot of clubs in Wales entered the competition. Um, mm. Whereas now, you know, last year, I think we, we had two two games where we had two buys and, and we won two games and we were in the quarterfinals and it felt like, well, we, we, we've hardly we've hardly done anything here and, and we're in the quarterfinal. Mm. But what I would do if I was Cricket Wales and if, if I was in charge of it, potentially, I, I would, um, every Premier, every team in Wales enter the Welsh Cup, um, make it mandatory. Um, and basically, if you forfeit a game, you still have the additional fine, which is what, what happens now. If you enter the Welsh Cup and you pull out, you, you have a fine. Mm. But if you if you pull out, you have a fine, but you also get deducted uh, a points. So it could be 20 points or it could be 15 points or depending on you know yeah. how, how you yeah. want to do it. But I just think a points deduction makes it, you know, teams don't want to give up points, whereas teams, are quite, happy to pay, teams are quite happy to pay a £40 fine um, and it's, it's forgotten about. Um, yeah. And, and that's what, yeah. cricket, cricket in Wales stronger and to make it better. I think we need more teams playing. And I get every every team's in the same position where Sunday cricket is quite hard for teams. You know, if you've got players that you know do other sports or do other things on the weekend or got families, that's fair enough. But every single club's in the same boat. Yeah, I, I'd love to see the Welsh Cup played on a Saturday um, as as well as that. I know it's a very short league uh, season, but to, to have like a competition against. Uh, you know, during a week, but then you've got the issues of, I suppose, games being rained off and and things like that. But you know, I'm sure there's way around things to to get a cup competition running throughout the season. Yeah, there is, and 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 the T20 comp, like I'll use Cornwall for example. The Cornwall, what Cornwall do really well, they the the second week of April, third week of April, and the fourth week of April, they have um, three teams at one ground, which is what what they do in cricket in Wales. Yeah. Um, and you play each other. So in that, over those three three weekends, you you play six games. 
um, and that's your you regionalize it so you're playing in your group so it could be you know it could be Newport Cardiff St Fagans Usk Abergavenny etc um, in in those in in one league group and then mm-hmm. the top of the the top of those groups have a finals day at Swaleg which is what which is what happens anyway um, and that way you've got the T20 competition out the way but instead of playing friendlies and warm-ups you're actually playing competitive cricket which gets yeah ready. i think i think april as well i know people say you know it's early but you know i'm looking out the window now and, and the weather is going to be set for for this weekend you know yeah. um and it's been nice for the last couple of weeks and again those friendlies could be turned into something competitive i suppose and, yeah. and let's get let's get cricket up and running um yes yeah. and, and play I'm... and not waste a month with Absolutely. what we're doing at the minute Absolutely. And I think if you put a poll out there, I, th- I think a lot of people would say, yeah, we want to play competitive games in April if we can, when the weather seems to be over the last couple of years. You know, Swansea played four friendlies last year in April. Yeah. Um, and, and, and even September, going into September, the, the weather in September seem, seems to be quite good as well. So if you could extend some somehow the, the season and make it more competitive early on, I think a lot of club, mm-hmm. club teams and, and players would, would love to play competitive cricket earlier on. Food for thought, Brad. Food for thought. Yeah. Uh, right. OK, so I'm just going to on every show, I'm just going to uh, finish on some quick fire questions. Um, so I'm going to call out, you know, some like best tea, things like that. You just give your answer off the top of your head. Uh, and it's five questions, I think it is. Are you ready? Yes. Six questions. Right. Best tea. Uh, Usk Cricket Club. Worst dressed cricketer. Uh, Gus Simon Best dress cricketer Gareth Hayden Best banter uh, Rafi Swinscoe Best mate in cricket uh, Jake Roberts And best away ground uh, Best away ground Ooh, uh, I enjoyed Newport But I'm going to have to say Abergavenny Yes, Avagaveni, right, is my favourite too. And there's a bench, I, I never score highly up in uh, Avagaveni, but there's a bench in Avagaveni whereby you sit back, you watch the game, and the Blorange Mount is in the background, and it's just my, my best place to sit and watch cricket. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah. Brad, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, we're, we're both on the level three cricket course at the moment, so that's yeah. kind of where we, uh, where we kind of get to know each other. Um, Plans for that? What have you got coming up regarding the, the cricket coaching and your level three at the moment? Um, yeah, just basically, um, I've done a lot of video analysis stuff for, uh, sort of through January, February, start of March. So I'm just sort of going through some of the videos and just doing some technical stuff, um, putting towards the practical for, mm. for, the, for the course. Um, a bit of coursework as well, catching up on. Yesterday, obviously, we had an online online session which which was quite interesting i really enjoyed um and just yeah basically just trying to keep busy really i I can't sit in front of the tv and i can't sit in the house for too long i'm I'm a fidgeter i I like to be doing stuff so um just trying to get things done really um so so regarding the course we've had some great tutors on the course mine was uh toby radford i i I love listening to toby talk about batting uh what about yourself yeah, look, I, I really enjoyed the batting session with Toby in the in the last module. I, I thought he, you know, explained some brilliant tech, technical side of things, and some of the some of the activities we did were, were superb. And I'll definitely use them in some of my trainings. Um, my, my favourite bit was probably module two with Garraway on the, with the fielding. Fielding, yeah. Um, at, at Millfield School, I, I thought 
you know, his, what a, what a him, place him, that is, by the way, eh? Oh, it's exceptional, isn't it? The, the facilities there. Um, You've got 38 grand to spare. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> that. Yeah, and, um, you know, Gar- Garraway talking about um, his time with England and, you know, people like Paul Collingwood and, and, and the way they did things and, you know, fielding, diving, catching, throwing, you know, the, the way he went into it, you could see he, he was very, um, very positive and really enjoyed talking about the fielding. So I, I took a lot from that as well. Brilliant. Right, Brad, it's been a pleasure. Um, uh, and I look forward to have a great season uh, in 2020, should we get the, this cricket underway. And I'll speak to you soon, yeah? Brilliant. Thanks very much, Rich. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Well, everyone, that was Brad. Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to him as much as I enjoyed uh, chatting to him. Remember, if you think other people would like this podcast, then don't hesitate in sharing it on social media. Find me at Jones the Bat. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Uh, you can go to www.jonesthebat.com. Um, yeah, and let's get it out there. Remember, if you want your bat refurbed, then uh, don't hesitate in getting in touch too. Okay, everyone. Cheers for now. Go well. <laughs>